Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Miraculous Ladybug, and Ruby. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Yep. Today, Delaney and I will be discussing the latest episode of Miraculous Ladybug, the English dub of Miraculous Ladybug, The Evil Straighter. Um, we cover the English dub that airs on Nickelodeon every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. And you can check that out at OverlyAnimated.com. As always, there are no spoilers for any episodes that have not aired in the United States here. Uh, Delaney and I have only seen the dub, and we only know what happens in the episodes that have aired in the dub. Although that is an increasingly large number compared to uh, France and Korea. Although apparently the show is airing again in France. So um, let's get right into it. Of course, spoilers for... There, the episodes that have aired in the U.S. Delaney, what did you think of the Evil Straighter? Well, it started off a little weirdly. Like it was the pa- I don't know if it was the pacing or what. Like it felt odd, and then uh, the middle of the like, but then it got better, and it was I think it was a pretty solid episode. Like I enjoyed it, and then we finally got kind of like the Sabrina, a kind of a Sabrina episode, which we're probably going to get her like as a villain soon. Yeah. It was interesting. And then, of course, like the whole like Cat Noir and Marinette and just it was pretty interesting. There were some interesting character dynamics in this episode. Yeah, this like except no Alia. Hello. There was Alia. Well, there was there was there was some ship. There was a ship moment where Marinette tackled Alia. Yeah. And then there was Alia interviewing Chloe for the lady blog. Yeah. But like it's not as it's, it's not enough. Alia. I want all Alia. All <laughs> we just had like time. the two biggest Alia episodes. We can chill for, for a minute. This one, yeah, at least here's the thing. Like, at least the show is never, a, it's not the same every week. Like, this is, this episode yeah. changed the dynamics a lot. We had um, the villain thing happen, like, right away. That's what, I think that's what you meant by it started off weird, right? Like, he just, yeah. we get uh, him Akuma, Akuma-izing this random dude in, like, one minute into the show. And then he just, like, sits there and doesn't attack anyone for the entire episode. Yep. It's kind of weird. Um, this is kind of pretty civilized like villain. Lit- yeah, and they like, well, like, they flip flop like how usually the episodes are um, set up, and then yeah, there's a lot more. The, yeah, they all it was like the like all the superhero stuff, and then like the the non superhero stuff afterwards. And he what like he wasn't really like a villain. Like he just he just wanted to take Marinette on the date. Like that's all he wanted to do. I mean, we'll, let's we'll get into like whether he's like the nice guy. You know, I, I wonder. Well, if no, that's, I mean, that's, obviously there's issues with this, but like he like he just wanted to take her on a date. Like this is like. I mean, he also wanted to attack Chloe. Like, no, I, he yeah. sent like a spinning blade of death at her. <laughs> There's, I, I don't, I think the biggest problem with this this episode would be like, like what I just said that if they're gonna make any sort of profound point about um, Nathan being um, just like a misguided quote unquote nice guy and like a feminist point, but I don't think they're really trying to make that. Like, I think that it's yeah. it's a little bit too uh, surface level this episode. Well, we don't like. Unlike other villains, we don't really have that moment afterwards of like what happened. Like, yeah, that's true. Changed back, and this was definitely a more Chloe and Sabrina centric episode. And that he was just like the device for it. So yeah, there, there's a lot of Chloe and Sabrina stuff, right? And he's not that important. There's also stuff involving. This is also a big episode in terms of they're exploring this episode. They explored the Marinette plus Cat Noir like angle of things. And I can, this episode is like the first one where I understand why people, there's four different ships for those two. Yeah. Because like this, they actually interacted not as like school them or uh, heroes them. 
So I think that was like a big deal. Um, and I don't, I, here's like, I, I don't think this was like the best episode the show is at, but I think it's above average. And I like that. I appreciate that it was not boring to me. Um, yeah, it's they, they're exploring different dynamics. It's like, okay, this time we'll explore Chloe and, um, and what, what, and Sabrina, who we haven't really talked about that much. And we're going to talk about, um, Cat Noir with Marinette and we're going to have like the dynamics diverse and have someone crushing on Marinette. And like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, also we got like, I, I think we had some plot movement at the end with, um, with Hawk Moth, who yeah. usually just he spouts, wants to take over the world. Usually he spouts nonsense, but we actually got him to say, um, once I have them all in my grasp, I shall rule the world, he says. So, like, yeah. we have randomly inserted plot development. So that's good. Uh, yep. It's like, okay, so does he have the other ones? That's my next question, right? Like, does he just not I have mean, these two? I'm assuming that, like, he has, like, so we know there's, like, two other ones. We assume from the opening credits. We assume yeah. from the opening. But, mm-hmm. like... They exist, kind of. Typically, you don't have something in the opening credits. Granted, you also can change opening credits. But, so, we can, like, a theory would be that he has, he has the other two that we think exist. And then he just, he wants all of them. So, he just needs two more. Then So, there's only, like, four in the world or something. Yeah, I hope. he could have more. I hope that's. I don't know why he'd eat all of them. I hope that he just needs these two and then eventually he does get them, like in the season finale, and then we, like, actually have something happening. Um, Yeah, like, then we understand. And then, of course, that would also lead into, like, Marinette and Adrian figuring out that, like, who each, like, who they are. Yeah, that would be great. That would be a great finale. Oh, there's also some stuff with Tiki I found interesting in this episode. Um, Yeah. Plot wise. Uh, Also, she continues to be the. the scariest thing in the show uh listen, listen to our past podcast for info on that uh so if i was gonna like write an article about the episode it would be like um it's this episode is good because it is representative of how the show wants to explore everything within uh its limited realm um like we we stay the same every episode and we have the same type of character dynamics and characters and the show obviously is not it's not so stale that it's only exploring um it's uh, the, it's, it's not just monster of the week it's not just monster of the week and it's not just um marinette and adrian and marinette crashing and adrian and then it's reversed when they're superheroes we're doing different things we're, we're exploring everything to its fullest um dynamic but on the reverse side um this episode i think is frustrating to me because it it's it is representative of the show's unwillingness yet to break from its its limited scope um I think that in the past I've kind of hinted at this on the podcast, but I'd like to officially like say that I am annoyed by um, the 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 identity thing that's happening in the show, like the superhero identity. Uh, in the past, we've kind of like made fun of it, um, but I found it distracting in this episode. Them not knowing that each other is, uh, you know, is their superhero because it's becoming increasingly important to the plot, and it's I think it's just nonsensical. Well, I would assume that we're, like, we're getting, like, I can't imagine that it's, like, Grant, this is also just wishful thinking, but I would like to hope that before the season ends that we have this reveal. And and I and I agree, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that it's going to happen at some point, but, like, in the past I've been like, okay, it's not the big deal, it's like, um just, they handle it kind of well, you know? Like, again, in this episode, like, Marinette hides her tracks pretty cleverly. Um, like she says something that hints that she's not Ladybug when she's talking to Cat Noir. It's it's kind of it's kind of clever. Um, 
but I, I think that it's like officially distracting for me. Like, I don't understand how no one realizes uh, who they are. And like it, it and the problem is they continue to base plots around <laughs> predicated on the idea that yeah. that uh, no one understands who they are. Um, and I, and I just, I, I, I am officially annoyed by it. Like it's not, I, it's not so much that I need them to know who each other is already. It's just that I, I don't understand the show hasn't, I gave this show a lot of time and it has failed to convince me that no one would understand who they are. Like I understand, like, at least the show has internal, um, consistency that no one ever understands who, the superheroes are and or the villains or anyone like when you put on a mask you're hidden i under and the show is consistent with that but it doesn't mean it's not annoying like I don't, i'm just not i'm not as annoyed by it because the whole like this is how all superheroes function so it's hard for me to yeah get there's a like, there's a larger a argument there's a larger thing. argument to have that that uh, this is a big problem with superheroes in general. Um, I don't really care about any of that. I think that if if people were gonna like, if we had as annoying commentators as on the Ruby ones, we that's like what the response would be, right? Like it's that's yeah. how all superheroes work. And but I don't care. Like that's there's nothing to do with this show. This is different. And uh, I'm not saying this is a huge problem. Like overall, I enjoyed. The, I, well, I like it's not it's not different. Like I understand that you're upset because like it's in universe and like all the plots are predicated on the fact that like you should know who they are. But it's not different. They're superheroes. And like this is just a well-established trope. And it's just this is how superheroes function. Yeah. And, and that was, that's, the, that's the counter argument. And like I don't care like that, 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 that that's the trope. I don't think that's an excuse. Um, like I understand Believe me, I do understand, but it's just not an excuse to me. Um, and again, the, my main point, my main takeaway from the illustrator is that like the show is like more clever than I thought it was after the first three episodes, and it continues. They've to- done it, like they've done it so well, and that's why I don't think I'm annoyed by it because like, like for example, like all I can think about with this is like the terrible Green Lantern movie. And how it's like you think because I can't see your cheekbones, I don't know who you are. Unlike the Green Lantern movie. Everything, like, despite how annoying it may be, they do it very well. And, like, they continue and they play off of it a lot. And, yes, it's like, you know, it's we're getting to the point where it's tiring, but, like, they continue to do it in different ways and they, like, keep it up. So I think they're, I think they're just trying to go through the motions and, like, jump around until they're finally to the point where they're like, okay, they'll figure out who the other one is. And especially since we continue to have shots of Adrian, like, flashing his ring. Like in this episode, like you can see his ring like all the time when he's talking. And uh, yeah, and, yeah. Like, and I agree with everything you're saying. And that was my main reaction the past few episodes. And like this is like the fifth or sixth episode in a row where they've been really clever with everything that they're doing. And I still think that that's like the main takeaway. Um, but I I, I like I, th- I think that it's like a valid reaction to be tired at this point just because and it's not because it's been worse lately. It's actually been better like in their handling. It's just like I've seen nine episodes now and it's it's at the point where it's distracting. Um, What's more annoying to me is the uh, plot movement like the show is so clearly capable of like being more than it is. That's interesting. Like, it's so clearly, like, we have such an interesting universe, and we don't even know that much about it, and, like, it's so very, like, I feel like there's a lot here, and there's so much more potential to not just be this episodic, like, everything gets wrapped up at the end, even with this whole, like, um, mechanism of the Lucky Charm and how Marin and, uh, and how Ladybug can do her thing, everything's fixed. Like, there's just so much potential to have, like, a running arc that's more interesting than just, like, Hawk Moth making villains every week. 
And that's what's more frustrating. That's why I don't really care too much. Like, okay, they don't know who they are. Okay, that's annoying. But, like, that's why. It's because this show, like, there's so much potential here. And I really hope we get to this point where, like, we stop doing this. Uh, Like, it's not just villains every week. Because I feel like there's just so much potential to have, like, a greater plot movement. uh, I have an interesting thing to talk about production-wise in a second. So, yeah, what you're saying is really interesting. So this is what my main takeaway has been. I'm kind of annoyed by the identities, but, like... um, but like within I, I'm really impressed by how much the show is exploring um within its limited realm. And you're saying that like the show has demonstrated a potential to an obvious potential to go outside its realm. So even though they're exploring things well within its realm, I'm I'm annoyed that uh they they've yet to, to go outside because they're obviously capable. Like like the show is yeah. clearly dangling um this this stuff like it, the show's dangled like uh mythological advancement uh in front of us through the Egyptian episode and this episode um they've like played with character dynamics to like one of the fullest extents. And I think that's a really interesting reaction to just be like, okay, like let's let's get on with it already. This is not like where I want the show to be. Like it's like it's almost there. Like it's like it's kind of like the beginning. Like it's like Avatar. The early uh, granted Avatar is amazing. And the early Avatar, like it was kind of like okay, we're having these adventures, and you know you have episodes where like not a lot gets done, but it's fun and it's fine, and like they do stuff, and like kind of like you know Avatar is a travel log and that kind of thing. And but then of course you get further, and then you have like things like then you get to Zuko's character arc in book two, and it's like oh my god, this show is incredible. The things they're doing, like we're almost there. Like Ladybug is just so close to just, and it's so clear that they have like this universe and this capability. Like, like I'm just so amazed by the character interactions. Like this isn't just okay. Oh my god, Marinette has a crush on Adrian, but like they're both they're both superheroes and they work together, and she doesn't like Cat Noir. And oh my god, and but. And they, you know, stop a villain every week. Like, they, we have super interesting character dynamics. And, like, Alia, who, like, you know, at the, on the onset of us watching the show, we're like, okay, they're just going to put Alia and Nino together. She's just, like, the best friend. No, Alia's great and, like, super developed at this point, And it's incredible. Like, we're just so close to, like, I didn't even imagine. Like, we, like we started watching the show. And we're like, okay, this is, this is cute. Everyone on Tumblr is obsessed with it. We'll watch it and see, you know, see what happens. But no, like there's actually some depth to the show, and if they could just go a little bit more, just a little bit farther, it'd be so great. Like it has so much more potential than just being like an annoying like. I mean, obviously it wasn't like made for Nick, but like you know, it's so much more potential than just being like you know this like Nickelodeon show that's just like whatever every week. Uh, now, it's so frustrating. So what you're saying is super interesting. Now I'm kind of neutral on what you're saying, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate here because um, I think there's a clear counter argument to, to what you're saying. Is that why why is the show supposed to be more than what it is? Because I I think that um, Avatar was always a show that was going somewhere. It is always a show that was con- that uh, was not just self-contained each episode. Um, like I, I, it's an interesting comparison. Like because the beginning of season one of Avatar, like up until they get to like the seventh episode of that show, is um, different than afterwards. Like before, you have like this is what we're gonna do. There's an ultimate goal, but it's always like going somewhere. This show, um, I like. I, I agree that it clearly has potential that it could be a continuous show instead of an episodic one, but um, it's never said that it's going to. So like, right. does it need to be? It doesn't, I will say it doesn't. I do appreciate the show for what it is because, you know, there are so many shows like this, you know, this episodic, okay, we're going to solve problem, you know, Scooby-Doo, we're going to solve the issue right now and it's going to be fine. But 
and like I do think the show operates wonderfully as it as is. And I've and I've been interested every episode. I mean, there's been a few here and they're like, eh. But they're like they do very interesting things with this very kind of stale format. And you're right, it doesn't like it it doesn't have to. I just want to, like there's just I just want it to go. It's like Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls season one and Gravity Falls season two are two different shows. Completely two different shows. And I could see this happening with this show because Gravity Falls went from being Monster of the Week to like this incredible story that it is now. And of course, I love Gravity, Gravity Falls as um, you know Monster of the Week. Like Gravity Falls is great, and but it I don't know. This I do see a lot of parallels between like Gravity Falls and Avatar, early Avatar and Ladybug because, and they do keep hinting at this movement. Like they drop things in these episodes. Which is also interesting because, as far as we know, they air the episodes out of order on Nickelodeon, but then like things seem to make sense. So I don't really know how that works. We're basically back in order now, by the way. Nick has been okay. very consistent with the last few episodes. Um, I, I think Gravity Falls is a. I, I don't know how much time on it. Like I, I think this is more interesting than our usual conversation about the show. So I'm gonna probably just keep going with this. But um, like we're not actually talking about the episode. That's okay. Like I think Gravity Falls is a better comparison. because uh, you're right. It was like it was basically self-contained in season one and then it shifts into a plot advancement show. Um, and like the interesting thing is I like gravity fall season one better, <laughs> like clearly than yeah. like, what we did in season two. That being said, so here's my big question with, with ladybug, right. Based on what you're saying, because every week we come on and we're like, Oh, this episode was good. I liked it. Um, and like in part, that's because we want to enjoy the product that's on the air. And like, we want to, and we're like, you know, we're also podcasting for fans of the show. Right. So we're, not gonna like be like we hate it and we don't hate it um but love i love here's the thing here's the thing are you satisfied with with the nine episodes that we've gotten of this show it seems like the answer is no um because satisfied is different from enjoyment you can enjoy something and still not be like satisfied that Um, i don't know i will say like the past few all episodes have been like incredible like never would have expected anything like that from the show um, especially on the onset, we were just like, okay, we're going to watch it. We finished the first episode and we were like, oh, what? Okay, we're going to keep watching. It's cute. It's okay. I, I, I like, so let's go over this because there's nine episodes. I think we've had like five that are genuinely very good. Yes. Um, like Stormy Weather, I think was genuinely very good. Uh, Bubbler wasn't that great. I think Copycat was not as good. Timebreaker is extremely good. Pigeon was not that great. Lady Wi-Fi was incredible. Pharaoh was incredible. Um, but did we see Roger Cop yet? Um, no. No. What if we was this? Oh, was this eight, not nine? And then I think this episode was in the was was in the top tier camp. Like I don't know. I, I think I liked it a little more than you, but I don't know. Um. So no, I I like this. The thing is, this episode started off and I didn't like it, but then like at the end, I was like, okay, this was a good episode. I was just a little like off put in like the first like three minutes. So. It's it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like you're arguing that you're like unsatisfied with the current state of the show. Now, here's the next question. Do you need it to change? Are you like, okay, I'm unsatisfied. I need it to change now. Or are you like, okay, it better shift by the by the end of the season? Is I feel like, I don't, like maybe you're more the latter. I mean, it's probably closer to the latter. It's not really like, I'm going to watch the show no matter what. Like, I like this show. I like the characters. I want to see where we're going. And it's also very interesting to have this episodic format and how it works. Like, I mean, we typically, when you have a show like this is space, like this format's like Scooby Doo. Everything gets wrapped up at the end of the episode, you know, everything's fixed. But they do a lot more, they, they're very interesting things in this show. And like the episodes are different. Like, yes, it's the same format every time, but the episodes are distinct. 
And they're very interesting. They have incredible character moments. And I do think I am interested to see how, like, where we're going because they continue to drop these hints. So I'm like, are we going to get an episode that, like, just everything, like, explodes? Or is it just going to be still, like, these hints and these hints and hints? And then at some point, we'll have a moment where everything comes together and clicks, but it's still in the same format. Like, I'm, I don't really know where we're going, and I'm just, I'm intrigued. We need, but, to, we need to very briefly have the debate of episodic versus continuous narrative. Yeah. Um, Which I do, there are merits to both. I don't think one's better than the other. It's just like, I don't know what we're doing right now. I think you and might, you I'm, might be arguing that continuous is inherently better than episodic. I think that's a little close to what you're arguing. Well, it depends on how you do it. That's my thing. That's, I don't know if Ladybug might do it. They might. Is, is, is to- Ladybug doing the episodic format to the best of its capabilities? Well, that's what I think. And I do think at this moment they are like it's. So why does it need to improve then if they're equal? <laughs> I mean, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate to what you're saying. Like, I mean, it's just I just don't know what's going on. That's the thing. And well, we do have to think about this in context of all the shows we watch. Rick and Morty episodic like that's we have except towards the end where we have a few of the episodes where they hint to other episodes. And then, of course, you know, the season, the season two finale that of Rick and Morty. Was Rick, like, and, oh my Rick God. and Morty's a great point. That is an episodic show that is narratively incredible. So you yeah. don't need to have um, you don't need to have a continuous narrative to have great narrative, I think. You don't. So, but, well, yeah, but I think we would both agree that the show's narrative is nowhere close to Rick and Morty. Exactly. So this show is not doing the episodic uh, format to the highest extent of its capabilities, then, is our conclusion. Probably. I think that's true, which is interesting because I was basically just arguing that it was before. <laughs> but I think you can. And then also, and then talking about other shows we watch, like Avatar and Korra and Gravity Falls, well, not season one, Gravity Falls, we have these very narratively heavy shows, and that's how we typically discuss our shows. So this is an interesting case because Ladybug right now, at least as it's airing on Netflix, because we haven't seen, like, we don't know, we haven't seen, like, how it's meant to be watched. We haven't seen it in French. We haven't seen it in Korean. Like, we don't know. We've only seen... I I think we can have this discussion um, predicated on us, basically, our our viewing experience being the way it's supposed to be watched. I I see the episode or Nick's very close. Like, it's it's close enough. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, Ladybug straddles the line between what what we want our air quotes children's television and animation to be and what we don't want it to be because there's a lot of children's television out there that is like this is stupid and like this has no value in it at all it's just entertainment which that's fine that's what everything should be and you know that's totally fine thing but then we also we cover shows that you know, Steven Universe that, you know, progressive and deals with social issues and talks about really interesting things. And they do interesting things. That, you know, you don't just have to have like a gag reel for like 30 minutes to entertain some kids like kids. can You can watch like some depth and like, still you know, Avatar and Korra. Like you can have animated shows that have some depth to them. Ladybugs on the line between, you know, like nickelodeon's usual fare and then you know what and then what we have right now i yeah no i completely agree with that and i and i i agree with you phrasing framing the the overall thing in a different context of episodic versus continuous but there's things to talk about with both you're right though this is like this is like a really good quote-unquote kid show but i don't think it's surpassed that yet yeah that's 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 what my thing that's that's really my thing it's not necessarily episodic i want ladybug to be like i want ladybug to be avatar like i want ladybug to reach that point where it like 
it's a kid show, but it's not a kid show. Kid show is it's, like a really dumb distinction, and I don't agree. Yeah. But like, we can use it because people normally use it. But like, it's, su- it's, su- it's I, super yeah, unintelligent. But like, yeah, I don't like do, I don't like saying that. But like, it's like it's like the, it's like Steven Universe. I'd never call that a kid show, like ever, right? Right. Like, yeah, it's 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 it, that's like it sounds like an, an insult on it. The show's intelligence. Like, I don't feel like Ladybug has that same amount of intelligence to it yet. Right. Right. Um, like this is Power Rangers. But Ladybug isn't quite Steven Universe. But also, it's only nine up, ep- nine or eight episodes. Steven Universe was not at that point at eight episodes, yeah. right? So well, it's 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 unfair to make that Steven comparison. Um, yeah. So give it time. Like I agree, it could get there. Now, last thing before we briefly talk about the episode before we end um, is I think we both want the show to be con- to have a continuous narrative. Like I think we both think it would be better. But like but just this universe that they have established, like I think it that's how it would function. It would function very well. But it's like, yeah, I think it would be better. But like the show, again, the show has never promised this. Gravity, here's the thing. Gravity Falls, like it was epi- it was episodic in season one, but we always knew it was eventually not going to be. Like the, the show had mysteries that it promised it was going to solve. This show, I don't think, has made any promises that it will be more than it is right now. Right. So so it's like, is this unfair of us to like assume that the finale is going to be this huge event where like Hawk Moth gets the miraculouses, we learn Hawk Moth's identity, Ladybug and Cat Noir like learn their identities and like the show changes. Like, I feel like that's a, is, is that, is that like unfair of us? Cause that might just not be what the show is. Well, I don't think it's necessarily unfair because I'm not, and it's not, it's not the same as Gravity Falls and these mysteries they've promised to solve, but they continue to focus and have the plot predicate on their identities. And we continue to have these very, very close calls. And the entire function of their powers, that you use the Lucky Charm or you use Cataclysm and the countdown begins. Like, they have implemented these things mm. that I feel like naturally at some point this has to happen. Like, just that's, logically. Like, that's a great counterpoint to, be- to what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying the show has made no promises. You're saying the show is making a promise by continually teasing us with the identities. And I agree with that. Like, And just the mechanism of the show. And just like, the mechanisms just with the uh, run out of, like, food. You're completely right. I, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, like, the show, I think the show do- is making a and promise by... Do, do you think... Hawk, okay, what, why Hawk Moth? Why Hawk Moth? So, like... Even if you're going to want, like, even if we're going to say, like, okay, this is like Scooby-Doo. Except Scooby-Doo, they have the villain, and they wrap it up at the end of the episode. And there's not typically a big bad in Scooby-Doo, because it's Scooby-Doo. But we have Hawk Moth. We know what he wants. Like, he wants the Miraculouses. And he gets, he's never really close. Like, we know at the end of the day, he's not going to get the Miraculouses. But, like, so then we had today, where it's like, I'm going to get them all, and we're going to, and I'm going to rule the world. So Hawk Moth keeps trying. Like, this isn't, I don't know. Hawk, to me, Hawk Moth isn't like doofenshmirtz from, like, Phineas and Ferb. Like, I think Hawk Moth is going to succeed at some point. Like, he's, I don't know, he's more, like, we have this villain. He's not, like, a lame villain. Like, he's not, like, this loser. Like, we don't, like, laugh at Hawk Moth. We just don't understand what he's doing. And, and also, like, the whole idea that, like, we have to have Ladybug. She's, like, Ladybug has existed for you know, thousands of years and like she's here to like protect against things like Hawk Moth. I feel like at some point he has to succeed, especially if implied by this episode, he already has Kwame. That's that second argument's more convincing than the first part. Um, so your point is that like much like the, so you convinced me that the show is, has made promises that we'll eventually have the identities revealed. Okay. You convinced right. me on that. Um, 
I, I, I was, I was, I'm more skeptical to the show making promises that Hawk Moth has to be more than he is until that last part. Like the show is teasing larger mythological reveals. So maybe, maybe that's the show saying that eventually we're going to go somewhere with Hawk Moth. I can buy that. Um, I, I mean, I'm not like I'm, I would really like because if we have this show and we're like in season, I don't know, four and we still have Hawk Moth, like that's going to be like really irritating. Shows function that but, way, though. Like there's a lot of shows that's that function thing. that they way. do. And that's what I'm concerned about. I'm but I'm less like I'm less convinced that the show is clearly going somewhere with Hawkmoth. Like I don't I don't like the thing is that they just reuse the same Hawkmoth animation every episode. Like I'm not sold that they want to do more with him than they are, except for like these Again. two mythology reveals that we've had, right? Like that's a little interesting. So like, I wasn't really I didn't really care about Hawkmoth at all until today because this episode you said they recycled animation. There was different animation today. Like, we had a longer moment with Hawk Moth. We did have a longer moment, yeah. And as in kind of, when we don't know, like, this is just like a line, but like, as implied by his line today of, you know, I'll have them all and I will rule the world. And kind of what we're trying to figure out from the um, the theme song that there are other Kwame and that he has them and he needs these two that maybe he will succeed if he's gotten them before and these are just the last two he needs that maybe we'll have a moment where he gets you know cat noir um, and and you can and part. you can replace succeed in this conversation with like interact more directly with our heroes right like just something more than he's doing right now he doesn't necessarily well, need thing to though, was like today like that was really weird like i mean today like it really gave me pause about like his interact like i don't know like there's just there's been a tonal shift with Hawk Moth of this episode. Granted, I don't really know. And we'll have to see, you know, we've had literally the same Hawk Moth animations for like eight episodes. Yeah, okay. But, let's, let's, but today, let's. Yeah, it was a little different today. I don't think it's like super different, though. No, I don't think it's like, it's not necessarily like super significant, but just the fact that like he might have other ones. So I feel like that there's, there's potential that he could succeed at one point and then like we have like some movement. Okay, let's close out this high-level discussion. Um, so I've, I, I think that what we've arrived at is, I, at first I said, I don't think the show needs is, is will ever be, I think there's a possibility the show is never more than what it is now. And then you countered with the show's making promises about the identity reveals. And I think that's true. So that's a really interesting place to end up. The Hawkmoth thing, I'm, I'm like halfway on that. Like, I think that I need to see more from them. He's um, the one I'm less like sure on, which is what gives me real concern. I also think like like you could also just have other villains and stuff, but like yeah, we could have just have other villains. But yeah, I, I'm less I'm less convinced that the show is promising to go places with Hawk Moth. So I do think the show is going to be something different one than what it is, and I also think the show as what it is now is like fun, but not a super high level critical quality. So right, like yeah. like it, I think it's reasonable for us to like see the potential and be like okay like maybe if it go it's a has a continuous plot then we'll like achieve deeper narrative maybe that's what's holding it back I don't think it's inherently what's holding it back but maybe yeah. that's what it is so I don't I think it is reasonable of us to like want a continuous plot okay good I feel like it's like the show has like it's not it's almost like it's almost a little too big for the space it's in if that makes sense it like, does it's. It's, it's one of those like, it's one of those shows that um I, I I feel like it's just potential. Like I think a lot of this is a potential argument. Like it's it's like we saw the first episode of Moonbeam City and we're like, okay, this can be a Rick and Morty level show, but it's not yet. And I feel like yeah. that's a little bit what this is. This could be closer to Steven Universe, but it's clearly not yet. Right. So there's a lot there. Let us know what you think but, of all of this. Yeah. Like 
And I know and we that, like the show, and that's why we care. We love, yeah, we like course. the show, yeah. and we want to like we care. And you can like the show and still want it to be more, right? So, and of course, a lot of you have seen more episodes than we have, but I also don't think the show has shifted yet. But I'm not sure. I don't know spoilers, so God, let me. Whole, the whole interesting. We had the 13. Like they stopped at 13, and now they're airing episodes again. Like maybe. Yeah, now we've had 15 um, in France. Um, so yeah. let us know what you thought. Please, com- please comment on this. I'm very interested to see what other people think. Let's uh, five minutes. Let's go through the specifics without of the spoilers. Don't without spoil- spoilers. Yeah, if you want to like vaguely hint at something, that's fine, but don't explicitly spoil. Like one of you, I said, um, maybe we'll see more from Alia before that uh, Alia is a villain episode aired. And then someone reblogged it and was like, our podcast on Dumbledore was like, well, you'll be happy coming up if Alia is a villain. I'm like, okay, face bomb. Like, I'm glad glad you didn't see that. But yeah. Uh, Okay. We also, I mean, we we were like, okay, Sabrina's going to be a villain. We were like, Alia is going to be a villain, but like, don't spoil it. We don't actually know. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know. Okay. Very briefly, let's run through the actual contents of the episode. Um, We had that dream in the beginning um, with Lady Wi-Fi Stormy Weather. That confused me for a minute, but that was good. Okay. The interesting thing, again, very briefly, is the production code of this episode is 102, um, yet we see Lady Wi-Fi in it, who is from a later episode. So I believe that the product, this either, either, this was supposed to be hinting at a later villain, but why would they spoil that Alia was a villain? I think this confirms that the production codes don't match up with the intended airing order. Yeah. Um, so they're basically meaningless. But they did produce this episode. Well, so that's pretty good, though, for shipping. Like, Marinette fantasizing her best friend as a villain. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Dude, that's a big... Yeah, we had the big Alia... Uh, well, let me run through my outline. Um, yeah, this the concept of Nathan crushing on Marinette. I mean, I don't like when they have random people, but... Um, yeah. I mean, I guess... This is a dumb thing. I don't like that I think this, but I did have the thought that um, this is kind of satisfying because Marinette's pretty and like her, her, someone crushing on her as opposed to her crushing on someone is like a little bit satisfying logically. Um, I, agree. I, I don't like that line of thought, but no, it's, I don't either. But like I, I did have it. I don't. It, it's a problematic line of thought, but you know, whatever. Well, it's. I mean, it's slightly better than like having like a guy crush on a girl is like slightly better than the girl crushing on the guy and like being a complete idiot the entire time uh yeah but by that same token he's the villain and that's why he's the villain and it's ridiculous yeah um like this entire like how all the context of this episode is super irritating yeah and we're not gonna have time to talk too much in depth let's keep going uh the friend hawkmoth's like i'm a friend and patron of the arts that was kind of interesting um so obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, God. The, you're the best tackle with um with the Alia and Marinette. There's your shipping moment. Um, I mean, that's not oh. all, 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 Mer, Mer Alia did not win the day, but there's I a moment. Alia I was reading fan fiction the other day and I'm trying to remember what the ship name was. <laughs> I'm officially in too deep. I've been reading fan fiction. I think Marinette asked, uh, uh what's her uh, sabrina is that how you two work about uh the doing homework thing what do you think of them going there again briefly but like like we didn't actually know that uh sabrina just did chloe's homework and stuff like that and they went for like that kind of tropey thing i mean like it's irritating but then it's also weird because sabrina like decides that's what she how she wants to live her life i'm like it's, okay sabrina yeah what like you want. sabrina's attitude is kind of interesting it's like it's an irritating tropey plot but like they i love i love how they went with it and like marinette becomes chloe like i think that was interesting. yeah like also was- like it was so obviously what was gonna happen because let's be honest marinette's flaky and of course it's not her fault she's ladybug like she's a superhero it doesn't make sense but... how she has time for her as much as she does already so i buy it um, yeah 
Yeah, uh, BFFs. Are, that's not how BFFs work, I think, said Marinette, which is good. No, because she has the best BFF. Yeah, true. Marinette would know how BFFs work. Um, uh, I'd rather have no friends than be friends with you. Um, Brutal. Savage. Yeah, yeah so savage. Um, yeah. I'll see you at the library, bestie, says. Uh, oh, yeah. And then uh, Sabrina just shifts very quickly to, to Marinette, right? Like, that was very Sabrina fast. Sabrina is, like, in love with Marinette all it's of a like, sudden. I, like, yeah, it's, it, I think it shows that Sabrina's not a bad attached to Chloe, even though she, like, she just, like, likes the role, right, I guess. but Yeah, she just likes being that friend. Um. We have a bunch of puns. I got wind that you were blown away by a hairy situation with the hair dryer. That was like double pun in a sentence. So good job, Cat Noir. Uh, oh, yeah. And then this episode's so weird because then they just like they stay as their identities, even though they're not fighting. And they're just like there, like with Chloe protecting right. her. Yeah. Um, and Chloe like, yes, Ladybug said I'm adorable. I like Chloe like. The selfies were cracking me up. Chloe's best That's attribute is that she's a Ladybug fan. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. And the ladybug's like, no. And then she's like, ah, oh, ladybug, text me. Yeah. That was really great. Mm-hmm. It's uh, still not as good as her being in the costume, but. Oh, uh, my. T- yeah, we were going way over intended time, but there's. The Tiki, I, I mentioned this earlier, the interesting Tiki moments were that uh, Tiki doesn't want to be seen by anyone. Like, we knew that, but like, she doesn't. There's two moments. She doesn't want to be seen by Nathan, um, the villain, um, which I guess makes sense because. Hawkmoth can see Hawk through Nathan. Yeah. But she also didn't want to be seen by Cat later. Cat Noir. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Why? I mean, I would assume it's because, like, I mean, well, it would reveal her identity. So like, Plog, Plog does not know where she is. I would assume Or not. is it because, okay, or maybe it's just because it would reveal. But, like, but like, I guess Cat would see, okay, it would, but, like, wasn't she, okay, maybe she was adrian or maybe she was marinette at the time well, I, thought in that scene, I thought in that scene when she like popped up that was marinette being like stop okay like marinette closed her yeah i think i think maybe i'm off on this i think maybe it was just that she didn't want um marinette's identity to be, identity to be revealed to adrian like i, I want to rewatch them and make sure she wasn't hiding from plog because i think that her and plog's inter- relationship could be interesting um, well, like the two super interesting things with um well one is is with hot moth the other was with um tiki is like at the end of the episode, Tiki's like, you know, you just blathered on about like, I don't know. Like she said something. It was like, does Tiki know? Oh, then I'm like, Tiki doesn't know. But then it's like, I don't know if they were just playing. I can't remember the Tiki exact doesn't line, know about was, what. Like, because does Tiki know that Adrian is? Oh Cat yeah, Noir? yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much. I, I yeah, that's my question. Is like, are, are Tiki? There was and... that line at the end of the episode, and I was like, are they just playing off this like that they don't know their identities? Yeah. Lol. Or does Tiki know? Yeah, there's two questions I have. Is Tiki hiding from Plog? Like, do they communicate? And also, is Tiki hiding from, um, from Hawkmoth? And it's like yes, but like, does does Hawkmoth know who Tiki is? Like, maybe Hawkmoth doesn't know yeah. where Tiki is, but does Hawkmoth know who Tiki is? That's my question. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he keeps saying that he wants Kwame. He wants the Miraculouses because yeah. he understands that, like, like, because theoretically, if let's, I don't know, like, she could, let Tiki could technically, like, let's say he gets the Miraculouses just as time runs out and Tiki's gone. He just has her earrings. He has the Miraculous, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have Tiki. So, like, what does he want? Like, does he know how it works? Because you would think he'd be like, I want yeah. their quantum. I mean, I don't know how the mythology like, works, but I don't, I don't, yeah. So I, I feel like I need to have a better understanding of the mythology to like. And also, Hawkmoth 
controls them. And I mean, like, he physically controls them. Like, he did that whole, like, hurting Nathan's hand thing, which, like, that freaked me out. Yeah, no, that that's like that's puppets? an interesting dynamic to explore, too, is what is the extent of Hawkmoth's powers. And I think we've questioned that before, too. And, like, clearly he can, like, like, he, this isn't just he gives them powers and, like, kind of guides them. Like, he's, like, physically controlling them, which explains why they have no memory of what's happened afterwards. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of, that's a later discussion to have, but let's keep going. Um, we have, uh, you know, Marinette makes him promise not to hurt Chloe and then he'll go on a date with her. Yeah. The easily pacified villain. We, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, Marinette handles this like a plus. Yeah. Chloe with, uh, Cat Noir. Cat Noir, are you any good at particle physics? Like that line's just absurd. Like, why are they doing particle yeah. physics in high school? Like, yeah, like it's what? an absurd, that's an absurd line. Uh, make it sound perfect. See what I did there. I made a cat joke. I can be funny, says uh-huh. Chloe. I like, I like Chloe being self-aware. Like, that's really good. Yeah. I can be funny. It's really great. Um, need to protect this girl instead. Really cute, isn't she? So this was the identity part that's like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, like, like Marinette sends like the thing to, yeah, it's, it's so dumb to, to Cat Noir, like picture and he's like, really cute, isn't she? Oh my goodness. Like, what's also, up? Also, this episode just highlights how useless cat noir is cat uh, we'll get to that in a second okay um i, I have a response to this so yeah marinette knew chloe just this once you know who else using that excuse all the time don't you yeah um cat uh is introduced to marinette uh the big the uses are big i don't remember what their ship name is there's four ship names this seems to be the one yeah. people ship though like this this one is uh like this is the one i've seen a lot of fan art of is uh cat noir doesn't shock me this this to me it is the most shock me. this to me is the most problematic version of the four combinations. This is the one I would the least ship. Well, the, it's like this. Well, it's the ridiculously heteronormative version. This is the hetero. The this is the heteronormative one. This is the uh, this is the um, uh, Kylo Ren and Ray of the four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the one. Right. It's like the guys into. No. Yeah. It's 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 it's. Yeah. In context, Cat Noir has never like tortured. You know. Yeah. No, it's not that problematic. Well, yeah. like it's that type. I'm not saying you shouldn't ship it if you ship it that's fine but like this is heteronormative like let's be real it's yeah, the guy who likes rude. the girl and the girl doesn't like him back it's dumb um and like and like cat noir is a superhero even though he's useless okay again let's get to that in a second but like uh yeah the cat like kisses marinette's hands and then they they just have this like i i, I okay i want to praise the animation for a second whenever we have like flirty stuff between either some combination of marinette and cat and you know like all of them it's they have like a really interesting like logic to their movements and stuff i don't know i, I have yeah. hard hard trouble articulating that but like whenever like marinette like, i know what you're talking about whenever like it's marinette me. like rebuffs him like it's it's i'm always like kind of impressed by how they're able to animate that yeah it's great like they do a real like this show is like it's i mean it's kind of a weird animation style but it works like it's great yeah i think we don't praise the animation enough yeah um because like, this is like this is a fun show just to watch like just from a visual standpoint it's great uh, you get to be my ladybug, says Cat Noir. Oh my right. god, I rolled my eyes so hard. I was like, I can't do and this. And then, oh, and then, oh, this is the part I like that Marinette keeps up the act. Like, this line is, uh, then she like, she's like, she like rolls her eyes at the camera and then like puts on, clearly puts on an act. It's like, me and Cat Noir fighting crime together? What will I do? Like, this is why I love Marinette. Just this episode. Stares into the camera like she's on the office. Like, <laughs> like really? I'm dealing with this right now. It is really great, though. Like, that line. It was really funny when she turned around and was like, had her hand up and was like talking. It was really funny. That might that might have been my favorite line of the episode. It was, that was really good. I mean, Marinette's the best, obviously. Um, yes. 
they're on their date thing with Nathan, Nathaniel, whatever. Um, can't draw in the dark. Um, so I'm so stupid. I actually thought you liked me. And then he's like, okay. And then we get like one line of like, okay, maybe we're making a comment on, on, uh, you know, on like feminism and stuff. Right. It's like Chloe, she's always teasing me, mocking me, leading me on. Um, right. Uh. Like it's, if the show, if the show is really trying to make like a nice guy, quote unquote, um, like commentary, then I feel like they should have had more than this one line as it is. I don't think it's like deep at all. The thing is, we've talked about this before with the villains. Like, in in some of the episodes, it's like, okay, they're talking about how this is bad. You shouldn't let your emotions like get a, get a hold of you because that's how Hawk Moth like yeah. takes control of you. But by the same token, Hawk Moth, especially in this episode, it's revealed that like Hawk Moth can physically control them. So then, like, does it even count? Like, does it even matter if you're not even being, if it's not even you? Like, it's Hawk Moth. Inter- interesting parallels discussion between this and Steven Universe and what their commentary is on emotions versus logic. <laughs> like yeah. the recent stuff in Steven Universe. Not not for discussion for right now. Um, com- why is everyone comparing me to Chloe? Like, I love that Marinette's reaction to yeah. that isn't like to get pissed at if she's like, why is everyone comparing me to Chloe? Like, okay, that's like, interesting. That's good. Um, we'll be uh, trapped if I hadn't told him how to do his job. Oh, yeah, Marinette like suggests the poll thing. Um, it's it's true. Okay? He's, He's incompetent. Um what has it done to, oh yeah, that Chloe's monologue about the excuses because of my hair or stuff like that. Um, there's, uh, Nathan says Chloe's the real baddie, uh, which I thought was kind of self-aware of the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Catacly- okay, so here's the part where Cat Noir is incompetent. Why does he need to use Cataclysm to turn off a light switch? Did you understand that? He did- no, he just. Br- I didn't think he was using cataclysm, which is why. No, like, he I, mean, did. I was like, crap. Didn't he say cat? Didn't he? They go into the typical, like the reused animation for that, and then it's like cataclysm, and then well, he no, just like. I, well, I mean, I mean, I could be misremembering, but I just thought he was going to turn the light switch off, and the only reason I knew he was doing cataclysm because he punched the wall. <laughs> Either way, he's like, incompetent, right? Like, like he's an idiot. Like, what a waste of cataclysm. <laughs> which I'm assuming he just did it to have like the time go down because like then he was like hanging there it was like crap i'm gonna change back instead of uh 30 minutes on like a high level discussion on uh this show we should have just had 30 minutes of making fun of cat noir like i feel like that would have been better i agree <laughs> uh ladybug it's this so useless ladybug this cat doesn't have nine lives even though like in the past he's like said he has nine lives right so interesting also he can't even like do the, like ladybug does all the work now this explains perfectly why they only have statues of ladybug and people only care about ladybug like this makes sense it, it makes sense yeah i agree no one really cares about it. even even chloe is like everyone's just a fangirl of uh of ladybug yeah like, uh well, he can't even like he can't even like de-evilize the akuma like he no, can't he's, do he, yeah he doesn't thing. even do that you're right yeah you pointed that out last time and that i was like oh that's true um <laughs> marinette gets the uh, lucky charms for a bouncy ball whatever it works they pound it lol the bouncy ball i don't like i i'm i'm a little tired of uh lucky charm just instantly solving every problem like it's it, like if it solves every problem once you just use it in the beginning um like yeah. wait till the last second and then do it a little bit annoyed at that but it's not a big deal uh i would like to see like an episode where like they solve it without lucky charm yeah because again, the the main my first reaction to Lucky Charm, we Lucky Charm, we talked about this on the podcast, was like, is this Marinette figuring out how to use it herself, or is this just the powers telling her? Because I want Marinette to like, you know, like it's it's like it's more satisfying to us if Marinette is like the. This figure. episode proves how competent Marinette is. She's very, yeah, like she's just on top of everything. I agree. Yeah. Um, right. we we said that once I have them on my grasp, I shall rule the world. Yeah, and we'll get into that more later. 
uh not this podcast later uh all your interviewing chloe at the end uh, back to normal adrian heard about adventures with cat noir she goes up to he goes up to what a adrian like is a dork (laughs) like like for real people like in in i see people just like very obsessed with adrian he's like a dork come on um well, everyone's like he's like super suave and cool. Like, no, no, he's, he's like, not. He's not. Dorkiest. Have you seen? And then Cat Noir, like, all he does is make cat puns. Like, he's like the lamest. Like, he's a dork. It's great. Dream. Oh, oh, we finally, finally see. Yeah. <laughs> Nick played God, this. Nick plays this promo. line every five seconds, like advertising the show. Uh, it's a dream. You're a dream. You're a dream, right? Like that thing, which is which is admittedly like probably. One of uh, Marinette's English voice actresses, I don't know her name off the top of my head, best uh, line reads. Like, I think she does this very well. Um, and I wonder how, this is the type of thing that you wonder, like, how how they dubbed it versus how it is in um, in uh, French and Korean, right? Because do they have the same uses of the word dream? Um, I, I'll probably go and watch to see, like, if that's the same. I could see, I could see them having the same. Because, like, our word dream, like, has multiple meanings, but it's not going to correlate to other languages, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was yeah. It's it's a good line. It's like it's interesting that there's this side to Marinette, like contrasted with her super competent side, right? Like I like I just, I like Marinette as just like a like a real like teenage girl. Like she's she's allowed to like crush on a guy like this and still be smart, right? Like I I feel like we understate right. like just how much of a realistic portrayal that is of uh, of uh, of a teenage girl that we don't get in other shows who are either like typically like. You either have like the nerdy girl or like the one who just obsesses over guys and is like not smart, right? Right. I kind of really love and that about her. Yeah, she's competent and like she's sarcastic and yeah. like sassy. Yeah. And like, like she, she's yeah, just, and she's still nice and like she's everything, right? <laughs> she's an actual person. She's a per- yeah, I know. I really think her characterization is great. I, I do. Like, um, it's like I'm lit. Like, I mean, today I was like literally Marinette. Like my day has been like I'm Marinette. Like I've just been like socially <laughs> awkward all day today. Like. God. I mean, I know who Alia is, but yeah. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so um, what did like you? Like What did you think about uh, Cat Noir? Oh yeah, we already did that. Yeah, no. What did you think about Cat Noir? Was he awesome? Um, not as awesome as you. Oh yeah, Marinette still being like, like this is just so absurd. Just like her not yeah. knowing. She's so smart. How did she yeah. not know this? Um, he touched yeah. my shoulder. I'll never watch my shoulder again. Um, that was fun. Never wash my jacket again. Did she said? I think so. Yeah. Better. And then Tiki is just like I. He's roll. like you should have better control of your emotions, which is an interesting line. We need to discuss that more, like about Tiki. And then I loved the last shot, like they do the like resolution shot, which is really cool. And this it was like a ladybug comic drawn by the guy. Um, yeah, which I'll really which good. I'll make the image for this podcast. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Overall, yeah, no. Again, once going back over it again, I, I I'm more convinced that this is like one of the better ones. Um, let us know what you thought of our high-level discussion. Also, what you thought of this episode. There's a lot there. Last comments, Delaney, on the Evilstrator. Okay, I've been saying the Evilstrator. That's why I think it's Well, it's a made-up word. It's Evilstrator, though, yeah. Like he said, why I think... Why is it Evilstrator? He says it. He it's, says it. Isn't it spelled Evilstrator, though? Um... Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think the way they said it in the show works with its spelling. But they they said evil straighter, yeah. Well, I don't like it. I think evil straighter sounds stupid. That's my last. Well, you know what I'll say? Things do think is stupid is de-evilize, but they do that too. So de-evilize, so dumb. De-evilize is the dumbest thing. Like I'm, I'm. It physically pained me to say it a minute ago. I was like, I hate this word. Yeah, no, like the show's mythology for the most part is like whatever, but like de-evilize is like 
it's just embarrassing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Agreed. Okay. Um, I'm Dylan Nice, and that's Lenny Stovall, OverlyAnimated.com. Um, please leave us a comment there or on the YouTube comments or on Tumblr. Send us asks. I do want to know what you think of our, our discussion on this. Like, I think we had some some super interesting stuff happening. Very happy with that discussion, Delaney. Um, it's like it's like every once in a while we just go super deep on a show instead of <laughs> instead of actually talking about it, you know. Uh, Dylan and I are super high theory, like on everything. It's good. I mean, I think that's a, a thing people like about the podcast. Um, can support us if you did like it. Consider supporting us at overly at uh, Patreon.com/slash/OverlyAnimated. There's also a link from OverlyAnimated.com. Um, yeah, we need your support. Thank you to our current patrons, Shanna, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel. Hey, now if you're Mitch Cordell, University of Beatrice, James, Buzz, like your mailman, Rachel Rose. I feel like I should be doing more of a pitch for the Patreon. The general pitch is that there's no ads on here. I have no revenue except for the Patreon. Like, so that's how you'd support us if you're going to support us. You too can have a nickname. <laughs> yeah, but like also this is just like the only way that we would make money is this. Like, I yeah. don't have ads. <laughs> Um, and I'm, that's not because I'm, I'm opposed to – I like the Patreon structure better, but like, I would probably put an ad in the beginning of the podcast if if someone offered, but that is not happening. So um, the the thing the thing on FTSW is different. Like that's like a sign-up thing. It's like a partnership as opposed to like an ad specifically put on – I don't know. It's, it's podcast advertising revenue is weird. Um, we'll be back next week covering – next week is Dark Cupid. Okay, interesting. Oh, oh, wait, is that next oh, week man. or are they taking a week off? No, no, no. Next week is Roger Cop and then Dark Cupid. Okay, there we go. Oh, oh no, Dark Cupid yet. Sad. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Dark. Is it Roger Cop? Roger Cop, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I assume there's a character named Roger. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Okay. A cop. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, longest Ladybug podcast for sure. Hooray. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome, exactly. Yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.